You're listening to Center Church Podcast. At Center Church, we strive to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do. You're about to hear a message from our pastor, Matthew Edwards. But before you do, we want to invite you to visit our website at centercharlotte.org. There you can sign up for our weekly emails and receive new content as we release it. Secondly, we want to invite you to visit our pastor's blog at matthewedwards.cc. And finally, if this podcast ministered to you in any way, go ahead and subscribe and you'll be the first to know when we release more content in the future. Thanks for listening in and be blessed. Let's open up to the parable of the sower, if we may. And in Mark chapter 4, we're not going to read the whole parable, um, even though I have time. We're not going to read the whole parable. We're going to kind of skim through it. In fact, you know what? Let's just read the parable. We're going to read it, and I'm going to read it so that we can come to the end. But I want to show you some powerful truths on our way through the parable of the sower. So we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Actually, let's just pick up at verse 2. It says, Then Jesus taught them many parables, many things by parables, and said to them in his teaching, verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now this is where, for me, this is exciting because I didn't get to share all this information on that Sunday morning. So if you were at church that Sunday morning and you're listening to this podcast, you're in for a treat because I didn't get to share all of this that Sunday morning. But notice he finishes the parable of the sower and in verse 9 he says this, And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then we come to verse 10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that verse 12, so that seeing they may not, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Now that's oh man, I love that verse. Lest they lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them them. In other words, Jesus is saying, and I'm going to show you in Matthew's gospel, uh, another interpretation of what Jesus says right here. But right here, just for what we see right here in Mark, what he's saying is this. The reason why I tell parables to them is this. I'm trying to keep them at bay. And I'm trying to keep them at bay for a reason. And he says this. If they should see, if they should see with their eyes and perceive what they see, if they should hear with their ears and understand what they're hearing, they would turn. And they were, their sins would be forgiven. Now, keep in mind, right here in Mark, he says that their sins would be forgiven. Let me show you this real quick. In Matthew chapter 13, let me show you what Matthew says. Matthew's, uh, Matthew's interpretation. Matthew chapter, 13, uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 14. Jesus says, actually pick up at verse 11. They said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And he who has, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear 
and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, which is what we just read, right? Then verse 15, for the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. What a powerful phrase. Now in Mark's gospel, he says this, so that I should forgive their sins. But in Matthew, he says what? So that I should heal them. Forgiveness of sins and healing to me go hand in hand. This message isn't about that. Man, I have a lot of messages on that. When it comes to uh, knowing that you're forgiven, how healing and forgiveness go hand in hand. Uh, so I won't take a lot of time on this podcast to discuss that, but that is a powerful connection and a powerful truth. And I want to ask you to pursue that on your own time. Study that out because forgiveness and healing, man, they go hand in hand. When you know that you are forgiven and you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, there is nothing that can stop you from receiving the healing that you need from God. So I want to encourage you to do that. But this is a powerful truth because Jesus is saying in this parable, I'm concealing the truths of the kingdom of God in parables. And the reason why is this. They have a heart to want to know. They would have a heart for me to move, but they don't have a heart to know the truths of God's kingdom. So I don't want to give them something that they don't have a heart for. But because you are following me closely and you're asking me questions that everyone else isn't asking, I'm going to give you the truth that not everybody else has. And so then he goes on to say this in verse 12. One more time, he goes on to say this. For whoever has to him, more will be given. Now, the context was what? Hearing. Then he says, for to him who has, more will be given. Well, to him who has what? To him who has truth or has hearing, all right, more what will be given? More hearing and abundance will be given to him but whoever does not have watch this whoever does not have what whoever does not have a heart to hear or a heart to learn more what he has will be taken away from him there are people who can go to church every single day and they can hear the word of god and if they don't have a heart to hear it they hear it and they don't really understand it or they hear it and they don't really get it they they put their time in they came to church they did their job great i checked off my religious uh box this week Great job. Let me go home. Uh, Jesus says, guess what? They don't have a heart to hear. And those who don't have the heart to hear, the hearing, what little they did have will be taken from them. But people who have a heart to hear, they will be given an abundance. In other words, if you have a heart to hear, because you have that heart to hear, God is going to give you so much more than everyone else. So again, I want to encourage you. Hearing is the best thing that you can do on this side of the cross. So let's keep going. We'll go back to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, we pick up in verse 13. And Jesus said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the, all the parables? Now, he comes to verse 14. He says, the sower sows the word. Now, before we look at his interpretation, let me just say this real quick. <clears throat> all right. Let me say this. For years, this parable was interpreted as hearts because it is. Jesus shows us that the ground is the type of heart. But the problem is this. We always looked at it as something for us to do. You see, before grace was understood, the whole Bible was just a, 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 a book of things to do. And so it was always taught to me in the past as a, as, a, as a kid, as a teenager, even as an adult. It was always taught. This parable was a way to say, hey, you are responsible for the condition of your heart. Are you the, the type of heart that is the wayside? Are you the type of heart that's stony ground? Are you the thorny ground? Or are you going to be the good soil that produces fruit? And so we heard all the different things we could do to be good soil, all the different things we could do to not be stony ground or thorny ground or the wayside. And all the while, we were missing the point. 
Jesus was not trying to say, hey, look, it's up to you to determine the type of heart you are just by thinking about it or just by being intentional. In fact, what he's going to show us here in just a moment is this. The type of heart is determined by the type of hearing that you have. Now, I know that's a weird way of wording it, and that's probably not very good English, but I'm going to show you this in just a moment. But let's just let's pick up at verse 14. Jesus says, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes in immediately. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, notice, it's not... He doesn't he doesn't say their heart was bad or their heart was evil. Notice what he says in verse 15. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. Now watch this. Who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Now notice the first type of ground, they hear it, but they didn't understand it. So Satan came and took it immediately. Why is Satan in such a rush to take the word from those people? Because he knows if that word sits there long enough and if it takes root, everything that he has set up in that person's life will crumble and right before his eyes. So he wants to get the word out of the way as soon as possible. Satan does not attack you because you are good looking. Satan doesn't attack you because you're a good person. He doesn't even attack you because you sowed a good seed in church last week. Satan attacks you because of the word. In other words, if you're in a church that's preaching Jesus, guess what? You are going to get attacked. <laughs> Jesus tells us later on in, in, this, in this parable, trouble comes because of the word, not because of you. It comes because of the word. All right. So that said, in the first type of ground, they hear it, but they don't understand it. So Satan comes immediately and takes it because if they should understand it, he'll lose everything he has in their life. When it comes to the second ground, watch this in verse 16 one more time. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves and so only endure for a time. Now, watch this. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, another translation says, because of the word, immediately they stumble. Now, what's the difference? And I'll show you in just a moment what, why, why I believe what I believe about the hearing instead of just the heart. Verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful but these are the ones sown on good ground those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit some 30 some 60 some 100 fold now watch this i'm not going to close with that just yet i'm going to close here in just a few minutes but watch this this is a powerful truth if you go back to the Greek, and I, I wish I had my notebook in front of me. I don't have it right now. If you go to the Greek and you look up the hearing, the word here, for the wayside, for the stony ground, for the thorny ground, there's a constant theme, a common denominator that comes in every single Greek word for here. In other words, let me, let me just kind of paraphrase it. And you can go study this for yourself. Don't take my word for the word of God. All right. Study this for yourself. Every time the word here is used for wayside, stony ground, or thorny ground. The word here is always a present past tense word. In other words, they heard the word or they heard the word just now. But there's no implication that they continue to hear the word. But when it comes to the good ground, it's a present participle. In other words, it means this. They heard the word. They're hearing the word. They're going to continue hearing the word in the future. But a participle means this. They never stop hearing it. In other words, the reason why they are 30% is this. They heard the word and it started to produce. 
the reason why they're 60% is because when it produced 30, they kept hearing the word and then it produced more. And the reason why they're a hundredfold is this, or 100% fruit is this. When they got to 60%, they kept hearing the word and then it became 100%. The idea is this. In order for you to become good ground, you can't hear the word once. You have to continue hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And you have to hear it until it becomes 100% fruitfulness in your life. Now, that Sunday I shared this with our church. I, I told them this. If you hear a message in this church that moves your heart, that you feel the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention, and man, that message was for me. Go and get the message. Listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And don't stop listening to it. Listen to it until it manifests itself in your life. Hear your way out of every problem that you have. Because you know what? People who are good soil, all right, hundredfold return. Those people are people who are hearing the word and they're hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and they never stop hearing the word. But people who are wayside, stony, and thorny ground are people who heard the word and when problems came, they let go of it. They heard the word. Uh, but they didn't understand it, so Satan came and took it away. They heard the word, but the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this life choked the word. But if they had continued hearing the word, it would have saved them and it would have produced a hundredfold return in their lives. I'm telling you, it's a sad thing to look at somebody and do your very best to convince them that God loves them. Do your very best to convince them that God has so much more for them. And yet they don't want to sit down and hear the word. For me as a pastor, when I say this reverently, and you can take my word for it you don't have to it's not so much that people sit down and hear me talk if there's one thing you know about me is i don't even like listening to listening to myself talk all right <laughs> uh i have to go back and cut our, our 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 sermons a lot of times uh put them on cds for our for our church and and, and upload the podcast and it's, it's, it's really hard to listen to my own voice but i understand that when the anointing of the holy spirit comes on uh, on me specifically when i'm preaching I realize that it's not it's not me people are hearing. They're hearing God speak to them through what I'm saying. And in those moments, I realize when the anointing of God comes on me and the anointing of God comes on the words that I'm saying, it's not me people are listening to. It's They're, they're hearing the word of Christ. And when you're hearing the word of Christ, faith rises in them. But don't listen to it one time and say, man, that was a great message, Pastor. Man, that, Pastor, that was a great message you preached two weeks ago. But I'm struggling in that area now, and I need you to pray for me. Because my response to our people now is going to be this. You want me to pray for you? I'll pray. But go back and get the sermon first and listen to it. And listen to it again. And listen to it again. And when you finish listening to it, then I'll pray for you. And then listen to it again. Because whatever we're going through, Satan is absolutely terrified. He's absolutely terrified. In fact, for me, uh, I'll be transparent for a moment. Me and my wife, uh, at the time of this recording, we had actually gone through a bump in the road in our marriage. And so what I did was I said, I'm going to be very intentional. I just learned this from the Lord. I just shared it with our church. I'm going to do exactly what I'm preaching. So I went back and I found our relationship series, which is on our podcast. And I just started playing every single episode of our uh, relationship series. And I just have it playing in my office. So when I walk in my office, I hear me talking about marriage, talking about relationships, talking about husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. It all goes back to what you are hearing. And if you're hearing the message of Jesus, you're hearing the message of grace, I promise you this, not my promise, but God's promise to you is this, that you are hearing, as you are hearing the word of God, as you are hearing and hearing and hearing, you will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold return, depending on how much you're hearing. So to me, again, the greatest thing you can do on this side of the cross is hear the word of God. I want to uh, close. Let me share one final verse with you. And then I'm going to tell you a story that I actually shared. <clears throat> excuse me. 
that I shared in our church. But the last verse I want to share with you is from Galatians chapter 4. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's in, uh, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse 2. And Paul says this, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now this is a powerful truth. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now all of us know the answer to that. When you received Jesus for the first time, when you said, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior, did you did you have to do anything? Did you have to climb a mountain? Did you have to uh, you know, close your eyes and walk across hot coals? Uh, did you have to crawl on broken glass? I mean, no, you only had to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So he says this, I want to learn something from you. Did you receive the spirit by what you did or by what you heard? Verse three. Now we know the answer. It's not what you do, but it's what you hear. So when you come to verse three, <clears throat> are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Now in verse three, this is a, to me again. I want to take my time because when the Apostle Paul writes, man, every verse is full of revelatory truth. So, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> verse 3, he says, having begun in the Spirit, what is beginning in the Spirit? It's hearing faith. It's not doing something, it's hearing faith. You see, Christianity today, Christianity today has morphed itself. It's transformed into something, I believe, many places that God is going, what in the world happened? <clears throat> this is not the Christianity that I had in mind. All right. Christianity begins with hearing. And for some reason, the church has tried to convince people. Now that you've heard, now you can start doing. But God is saying, no, no, no. You began in the spirit. How did you begin in the spirit? You were hearing. How are you supposed to continue in the spirit? By hearing. The life of the spirit is not doing more. It's hearing more. And the more that you're hearing, the more the Holy Spirit can do in you and through you. <clears throat> So then we come to this. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Are you now being made perfect by what you do or by what you hear? Verse 4. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And I'm going to close with this verse and I'm going to tell a story. One more, But look at this verse one more time. Verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? It amazes me how people are so convinced God is going to do something because I am doing something. It's like someone who says, God, I need you to do a miracle this Sunday, so I'm going to go and fast. I'm going to go and fast. Now, <clears throat> let me say this. I'm not against fasting. In fact, I myself need to fast more. <laughs> and just in this past year, I've decided, Matthew, you need to start fasting more, right? Uh, you just need to, and, th and there's reasons for fasting, but let me say this. When you believe that your fasting is going to make God move for you, you've missed the point. And you've done what the Galatian church did. Paul used the harshest words for the Galatian church. He used words more harsh for them than he did for any other church. And yet, the Galatian church wasn't nearly as sinful as other churches were. And yet, Paul was more harsh on them than any other church. And for years, I used to wonder, why is Paul like that? And then one day, a great man of God I was listening to, I think it was Joseph Prince, he said, notice their only problem was that they tried to be made righteous by what they did, not by what they believed. And Paul was not nice to them. <laughs> Paul wasn't kind and compassionate. Paul said, are you idiots? Are you foolish? Translation, are you stupid? <laughs> Having begun in the in, in the spirit, now you're going to be made perfect by what you do? 
Are you crazy? And it's an amazing truth. He who supplies the spirit to you and who works miracles among you, he doesn't do it because of what you've done. He does it because of what you're hearing. And to me, that speaks volumes. My, my, my challenge for you right now listening to this podcast is this. What are you hearing? I know what you're hearing right now. You're hearing me talk to you. But the question is this. When this podcast episode is over, what are you hearing? Are you going to go to a church where you're not hearing about Jesus? Are you going to uh, turn turn a preacher on, a televangelist who isn't going to talk about Christ, but he's going to talk about you? He's going to talk about your sin. He's going to talk about all the, all the areas that you fail in life. Or are you going to go listen to someone who's going to talk about Jesus? Are you going to listen to someone who's going to talk about grace? Because when you're hearing the word of Christ, when you're hearing the word of grace, when you're hearing the teaching of the cross of Jesus Christ, and you see the glory of God displayed in the face of his only son. I'm telling you, when you see the, when you are hearing the word of Jesus, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit who works miracles among you and is supplying his spirit to you, he will make sure you are taken care of. Don't listen to people who want to talk about you. Listen to people who want to talk about God's sacrifice, his son. And not only will you fall in love with him, but you'll find yourself living the life you've always wanted to live before your Heavenly Father. A life of holiness, a life of purity, the life you were called to live. Not because you're trying to, but because He is living that life through you. And you'll find that He works miracles in you and through you because of what you're hearing. Let me close by telling this quick story. I'll never forget... <clears throat> My very first job, I was working at a uh, car parts warehouse, and uh, it was a great job, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so thankful for that job. It's my first real job, um, and it was it was a miracle how I got the job, and I won't go into all the details because I want to come to a different part of the story, but I'll never forget, at the time, I was making like six fifty, which at that point was minimum wage, and I, around that same time period, it was around the time where the U.S. economy had dropped severely. I think Hurricane Katrina hit, gas prices had spiked, and everything was just kind of going down. And so minimum wage was really, really low. It was about six twenty-five, six fifty, somewhere around there. And around that time, I remember thinking, Lord, I need a new job. I think there was a lot of drama, a lot of uh, just things going on at that job, dealing with certain customers and certain people, and it was just getting really ugly. And at that time, I said, Lord, I love a lot of the people here. I really do love them, but I feel like it's time for me to get a new job. I need a raise. I need to make more money, and I'm just in a really tough place. Lord, I really need a new job. And at that time, I had actually just started listening to a preacher some of you may have never heard of. His name is uh, Joseph Prince. Uh, awesome guy. You should check him out when you get a chance. But anyways, I was listening to Joseph Prince. And at the time, I had so much of his content that I couldn't listen to it all. So what I decided was I was listening to his sermons, but I wasn't really getting it because I'd listened to three or four different messages in a day. And you can't really retain all that information. And so what I did was I decided I'm going to take one sermon per week. I'm going to play one sermon every single one sermon every single day of the week. <clears throat> so for me, what that meant was I'm going to play it in my room on my laptop. So when I go to sleep, it's playing. When I wake up, it's playing. And I'm going to leave it playing while I'm at work. In my car, I'll have the CD playing. All right. In my phone, when I get to work, I was driving around delivering car parts. So it was playing in my headphones while I'm driving. And I mean, this is 24 hours a day. I'm listening to one sermon every single day for that day of the week. On Sunday, I'll play a new sermon for the next week. <clears throat> now, it seems like a really long and exaggerated way to do it. But at the time, I couldn't get enough of the word of grace. I mean, man, this stuff was brand new to me and I just couldn't get enough. But I wanted to make sure I really understood what he was saying. And I really understood this message of God's grace. 
So as I was doing it, one day I started realizing whatever I had listened to the week before, it would start happening that Monday, that Tuesday, that Wednesday, that Thursday. And it started manifesting, like legitimately, it started happening. And it got so crazy and so funny. I said, wait a second. If what I listened to the week before happens the following week, maybe if I need a new job, maybe I should go find a sermon that's going to help me get a new job. Now, again, this was me kind of uh, common sense logic kicking in. The Holy Spirit saying, hey, look, Matthew, do you notice this trend? And I'm going, I'm noticing this trend, Lord. So what I did was I went through all the messages I could find, but I couldn't find anything about getting a new job. So what I did was I found he actually had a, um, a monthly sermon giveaway that I ended up buying for $1. And they mailed it to me. And the message was called Right Place, Right Time. And he's talking about Ruth. If you've ever heard that message, it was a powerful message. Um, to me, it wasn't one of his best, but it was one of those messages where I didn't. it didn't matter how great it was. I just needed to listen to it for an entire week so that it would manifest in my personal life. And so that's what I did. And that's kind of the point of the story. I listened to that message for an entire week. And the following week, let me tell you what happened. About Tuesday on the next week, I'll never forget, again, I was driving around Charlotte and I came inside the store to find my next, uh, to get my next parts to take to my next location. Well, that particular day, they said, Matthew, we need you to run to the east side of Charlotte. Well, at the time, uh, my wife, who back then at this point was just my girlfriend, she was working at a particular church um, in their missions department. And so because she was working there, that church was on the west side of Charlotte. My job asked me to go to the east side of Charlotte. Well, I had really wanted to go see my girlfriend, who would later on become my wife, because I was just like, man, you know, I just really want to go see her. I haven't seen her in about a day or two. So I asked one of the other drivers, I said, hey, <clears throat> I need to run west. Can you just switch with me and run east and I can run west? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. Just give me your papers. So I decided, OK, I'm going to run west and I'm going to go pop in on my girlfriend, say hey to her and deliver the parts and move on with life. Now, I looked at the delivery route and the delivery route was actually just past the church. So I had enough time to stop at the church, deliver the parts get back to the job and no one would know so on my way <laughs> i know right uh perfect employee of the month right so anyways on my way to meet my girlfriend she won't answer her phone i'm calling i'm calling she won't answer her phone i pull into the parking lot of the church and she still will not answer her phone and i'm like she has got to be joking now i don't want to get out the car because i didn't want to get caught up by you know seeing a lot of people and they want to talk to me so i said what i'll do is i'll just deliver the parts and i'll call her on my way back if she doesn't answer Oh, well, I'll just try to link up with her later on today or later on this week. So I drive to the place to deliver the parts. As I walk in the door to deliver the parts, the manager of, of the place where I was delivering the parts, I can hear him screaming and cussing on the phone at somebody. He slams the phone down and goes, I just need help. He looks up and I'm standing in his doorway and he says, do you know anyone who's looking for a job? Now, I just eyes got big. I mean, I'm going You've got to be kidding. I said, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm looking for a job. He said, well, uh, I can pay you $10 an hour. Man, <laughs> my heart dropped. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Lord, are you serious? And so, I said, well, well, you know, I can I can work for $10 an hour. You know, you start stumbling because you're just so in, in, in utter shock and unbelief of how good God can actually be, right? And so he said, well, can you work weekends? I said, well, of course I can work weekends. He said, if you can work weekends. And he started writing numbers on paper and he said, I can ultimately end up paying you $15 an hour. Now, about this time, you know, I'm holding back the tears and I'm having a, a praise break moment. I'm, you know, running around and no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I didn't do all that. But I had this moment of <laughs> sheer utter uh, 
awe and wonder, reverential awe and wonder. Because again, what I had been hearing for the week before, it was happening the week after. The week, I don't say the week prior, but the week after it would happen. Whatever I would listen to. And I was in such a shock. And the crazy thing is that job, I ended up staying there for about eight years. But in the first three months of that job, I ended up getting three raises. In the first three months alone, three different raises. And it was unheard of. When I ended up getting married, the owner of that place came to my wedding, gave me a wedding gift. And when he found out I was having troubles at my house, he ended up letting me live on his property at a house. And almost didn't charge me anything to stay there for, I think, about a month or just over a month. Now, again, what's the point of telling the story? Not to tell you how good God has been to me at that point. But my point is to say, look, the best thing you can do on this side of the cross is to hear the word of God's grace. Hear the word of Christ. Hear what Jesus did for you at the cross. And I want to encourage you, if you've been listening to our, our church podcast or if you go to our church and you heard a sermon one Sunday that really spoke to you, that really ministered to you, I want to encourage you, go back find that message and just hear it and hear it and hear it and just choose to say you know what the difference between all the other soil and the good soil is that the good soil continued hearing and hearing and hearing and if it manifests 30 percent i'm going to keep hearing if it manifests 60 percent, i'm going to keep hearing until it manifests 100 percent. because i want to see the word of god manifest in my life so if you're listening to this podcast again and i'm going to close with this if you're listening to this podcast and let me say this you're struggling with anything in your life and you say, hey, look, I'm going through your podcast and I don't see this particular topic. Email us. We will start uploading other topics. We'll make sure that we touch on certain things. But we want to make sure that, first of all, our church, people in our church are hearing the word of God. And secondly, wherever you're at, if you don't go to our church and you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're at, you have an opportunity to hear the word of grace. Because when you're hearing the word of grace, not only is God happy, but your faith will rise to the level of God's power in your life. In fact, that was one of the statements that the Lord gave me specifically, and I, I can't believe I forgot it, but it was such an awesome statement. I wrote it in my notebook everywhere. I don't have that in front of me, but it was such an awesome statement, and I, and I believe it with all my heart. God's power will always meet your faith at whatever level of faith you have, but your faith will only rise as you hear the word of Christ. So I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. Hear the word of Christ. Hear the word of God's grace. And the more you do that, God's power will meet you right where you're at. I want to pray for you real quick in closing. And I want to thank you uh, for toughing this out with me all 57 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I did not think it was going to be this long. Uh, but again, I want to thank you for toughing it out with me tonight. See, there it goes. Uh, it is technically 1.15 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so let me pray for you. And I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you, um, number one, for the opportunity to, to do this. Um, number two, I want to thank you for everyone that's listening to this right now. Father, that you've been able to speak to them right where they're at. And number three, Lord, I want to ask you that you continue to encourage our audience tonight, our audience that's listening to this podcast at whatever time they're listening to it, wherever they're at, that they would you would encourage them to continue hearing the word of Jesus, continue to hearing the word of grace. And Father, I ask for a supernatural jolt, if you would. Um uh, a jumpstart, if you would, to confirm your word, to confirm your truth in their lives. That, Father, as they continue to hear the word of Jesus, as they continue to be intentional about hearing the word of your grace, Father, that you would jumpstart them and show them as they hear, you will manifest it in their lives. And, Father, I ask not only that you would confirm your word, but, Father, every attack of the enemy against them to rob them of your truth in their life. I ask, Father, that you supernaturally guard their hearts, supernaturally guard their ears. 
And Father, that they, as we continue, as they continue to hear the word of your grace, again, that you would manifest it in their life in every way that they need it. So, Father, I thank you for all that you've done through the cross of Jesus Christ. I thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing in their lives and all that you will manifest through the word of your grace. And I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Center Church Podcast. We trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to receive more of our content in the future, you can email us at centercharlotte at gmail.com or just visit our website at centercharlotte.org. Thanks for tuning in and may God's grace cover you in every area of your life.